Hi everyone and welcome back to Put Me On Speaker with your host Ellen Percy. We are here with Ashley Velos, Reiki Master and Dance Choreographer. Um, we are here to talk about um, taking your power back and you know what that encompasses. So Ashley, um, how does energy work in the body? Um, energy is basically flowing through us from the second we are created. So from conception to birth to from zero to seven um, is a very crucial age though. So from zero to seven, we have no control over what our energy is because we're, we're babies <laughs> and we're little, you know, we're littles being carted around by whoever our guardian is. So um, yeah, so everything we do shapes that way. So a lot of times from zero to seven, when we hit about seven years old, that's when we can start to make cognitive choices that will shift our energy that we actually have control over. So, so fun back seven yeah. years of our life, we don't have control. So yeah. our energy is our environment. Totally. Influenced yeah. by mm -hmm. who our friends are, what schools we go to at that yeah. point, mm -hmm. our parents, yeah. our siblings. Yeah. siblings. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. And um, how, how is our energy influenced? So energy is influenced by our choices and the stuff we have no control over. And, you know, there's also those surprises in life that we have no control over that kind of pop up. So how we react to that, how we process it, and if we process it, because sometimes we don't yeah, process things. Leave it there. Yeah, we think like, oh, I'm going to put that in the closet in the uh -huh. It's never going to come out <laughs> until one day it does. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing is energy will always try to be reconciled. Um, and you cannot get rid of energy, you can only transform it. So it's kind of a catch-22, because what we create, we have now. Yeah. So, yeah, and sometimes we have no control, and we're left with, you know, a little bit of a, a negative side that we feel like we didn't create. And that's where people get really, um, I would say, confused at the ways they work with energy. Yeah. And how how do we work through the negative energy that we receive um, that we don't have control over? So what I like to do with energy is I like to use stretching rules. So it's, it's interesting because energy lines up with our physical body too. So um, I like to look at it and say, if it gives you a negative charge or like a negative reaction, I ask myself three questions. Do I sit with this? Do I push it? Do I try to reconcile it? Do I try to dive deep? Or do I back off of it? Because sometimes it takes a little while for certain energies to almost mature into mm -hmm. something that you can actually work with. Because sometimes it's subtle. Like, um, have you heard of like an empath? Mm -hmm. So empaths are those individuals who feel the subtle energies and they may be taking something completely to heart yeah. where someone else could be experiencing the same exact thing and not think anything of it, yeah. you know, so. I'm, I'm actually an empath, so it's it's super hard for me sometimes to block someone else's energy off from myself because if yeah. someone's feeling pain mm -hmm. and I know about it, I'm aware of it, yeah. or, or um, they feel it so strongly that I can actually just tell that they're in pain without words spoken or yeah. any 
actions taken mm -hmm. and I take it on as my own, which is can yeah. be really toxic because it's not mine to hold, it's it's their pain, but it as an empath you feel so wholeheartedly for people that you're like, Oh, I just want to take the pain away from you. Like yes. I don't want you to feel that way. Yeah. Let me bear that burden. But at the same time, like you bearing that burden is not taking the pain away from you. It's just you're just sharing the pain. You're just yeah. sharing the energy. Yeah. It's totally. just multiplying into your body. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not like it's not rude to say that you are not going to allow that energy into your life because at the end of the day, that's not yours to take and that's not right. being rude, but that's their pain that they have to deal with Yeah, and not our own. Yeah, and it's also like, I mean, even though it comes from a space of compassion and love and like, honestly, sometimes it's like, I want to know what you're going through so that I can maybe assist you in this, mm -hmm. but it's also kind of like an energy thief and it's also kind of like a... Um, a distraction yeah you know like uh how many people do we know i mean i can raise my hand on this but how many people do we know that will avoid their own self-healing because so and so needs help like no i need to go be there for this person and that feels valiant and it mm -hmm. feels like very energetically like positive you know but it's also like first of all they get to deal with their own stuff like the best thing you can do energetically is stand next to them and let them know like I'm here for you yeah but you have to do this because I mean so many times we swoop it's like it's like the aunt or the you know the sibling that can't get their lives organized and you sweep in because you're good at it and you organize everything for them and you spend hours and you label it and you make it so easy for them to like handle or like be a part yeah. of and then you come back a month later back to where they were you know it's yeah. the same thing with energy you know and it, it has to be cultivated and managed by the person who is dealing with it. Yeah. And you exactly. can make yourself sick. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. that's something I've experienced recently, you know. And since energy doesn't, you know, just leave, you know, like, it, once it's in you, you have to really work through it or do something about it. Mm -hmm. um, so, <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought. But, you, you know, like, it, it's their pain that they have to work through to actually um, change their outcome and change the energy within them and inside of them, and you're not able to do that for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, there's been times where I've been so empathic that I have uh, felt I was around one of my friends, she was going through some stuff, and we were just making dream catchers. Like, it was a nice, cute little day. And I was, I was just teaching her how to do it and sitting back and slowly but surely I got a headache and it was like taking me over and it was crazy because when I said bye to her at the door, I shut the door and I ran upstairs as quickly as possible and I was throwing up just like, you know, sick, sick, sick. As soon as I threw everything up, and this is gross, but I felt the pain go away and I called her and I said, hey, I don't know if this was to do with me and she said that she got in the car and she felt sick to her stomach. She thought she was going to throw up. And then all of a sudden, it just vanished. And so it's a real thing. Like, wow. you can take it on. and Because I didn't have to physically go through that. Yeah. You know, but it, it took it from her. But how valiant is that? Yeah. You know, and it's like kind of, and it's a it's a hard, I think it's a it's a gift and a curse. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's what I was thinking. to be able to manage that. Because it's like, no, this is hers. Instead of, like, asking her maybe like hey what's going on or letting her like vocalize that and process it i just took it on yeah just like without even 
I didn't need yeah. to either. So yeah. that's the hard part, you know. It's hard, yeah, it's hard, especially if it's someone that you're close with, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I'll just take it. Okay. Yeah, I'll just soak up that pain mm-hmm. so that you, you know, give that energy to me so that you don't have to feel it inside right. of your own body. And how much growth are you denying them of by taking that from them? Yeah, you know, and like because they're having these. I call them negative charges. They're having these negative charges for a reason. Their angels are trying to teach them something. Their life is trying to teach them something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I got to a point where I was like, hey, Ashley, how dare you? How dare you take that from them? What a beautiful tool and a beautiful thing to sit with. Yeah. Don't take that from them. Just because you feel like you are valiant here, you're actually being a little bit selfish here, mm-hmm. which is a you know it's a hard pill to swallow for people that are empaths who actually have good hearts. Yeah, you know. And I think like for a lot of empaths, like we're used to feeling so many harsh emotions mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, what's another thing? Oh, just just yeah. give it to me. Just like yeah. just I'll just take it on. on. Yeah, yep. I'll just take it on for you because like I know that I'm probably a lot stronger than you are right now. So like, give <laughs> yes. it to me. I've already dealt with like everybody else's shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> and, but it's like, but it is like selfish because pain is such a beautiful thing because it helps us grow, it helps yeah. us strengthen ourselves, our emotions, mm-hmm. whatever. It, it can help us, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally to go through different kinds yes. of pain yes. and let our bodies, you know, sort it out and learn from it. And so if we're taking someone's pain away, at the end of the day, we're taking lessons that could have been learned to do that. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that, you know, not so much anymore, because I think that, I think things are shifting in society, the way that we look at pain. But I think, you you know, I was raised in a very strict religion, and it was like, if you feel pain, you're doing something wrong. And that was like a belief system that I was very much attached to. And then when I realized, like, I would go in my shower and cry as a child, and I didn't know why I was crying, but I would do it in the shower because I didn't want anyone to see me. And I, you know, and then later I learned there's actually your emotional body that's going through whatever, and then you have the physical purge that has to follow. Yeah. That's why people get the flu. That's why we, you know, we have things that will stick us at home and we can't leave and we're purging. You know, we're crying. Tears are a finalization of going through the emotional aspect of our trials. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. You know, we've been um, taught, like, especially men, you know. Men aren't allowed to cry. They're, they're supposed to be the men. They're supposed to hold it down. And even women, you know, like I, I was between two brothers, and so they would make fun of me if I would get a little teary. And now that I look back at it, it's like, you know, you actually will store that in your body somewhere, and it can cause disease. Yeah. It can absolutely make it's, you sick. And, I mean, there's even, you know, if people hear, are hearing this, like, what? Like, that can cause disease. Like, there's even studies of, like, stress being a cause of cancer. Absolutely. Like you stressing yourself out to the max, like, like, I mean, there have, I don't even believe there's been enough studies on that because people don't care enough mm-hmm. to um, correlate sickness and mental illness or Absolutely. emotions yeah. or feelings within the body. Yeah. They don't care enough about that because...
there's some movie on Netflix and it, it talks about rape and abuse. I think it's Luckiest Girl Alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was bawling my yeah. eyes out. Yeah. I just like felt felt yeah. it, you know. She stored her like, trauma. In her yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I could relate so much. And so, um, so seeing that there was a part where um, her fiance was like, I thought you were strong enough to handle yeah. I thought you were over this. Oh. I, thought, I thought you were strong or something like yeah, that. And I was yeah. like, that's that's how men feel about women crying yeah. in front of them. It's like, oh, you're weak. Yeah, and oh, see, weak. that's about the man. That's yeah. not about the person crying. Yeah. And that's the other thing is we don't, we as humans, we get uncomfortable when someone else cries. And then, and then we go to comfort them. It's not for them. It's for us. Yeah, because we don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. Like, like, you, like, you see someone crying, you're like, um, what do I do? Uh, what do what I do? do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you okay? Like, yeah. do you want me to touch you, not touch yeah. you? Should I, like, you leave me alone, give you a minute? <laughs> like, nah. And sometimes you just got to sit next to them. Yeah. You know? they, do these, um, they do these grief rituals. And they're beautiful. They, they make you pull up your memories that you've had trauma with. And they witness, you have to have a witness. They witness you crying. And it's crazy because it's like, it feels so ridiculous, but at the same time, like, you get to be felt, you get to be heard in your pain, you get to be validated in what you feel, or else you're never gonna move forward with it. There's no way to. Yeah, you it's know? just gonna sit with you mm-hmm. in a very unhealthy manner. Yeah. Because other problems. Yeah, absolutely. Actively dealing with it, yeah. getting it out of your body. And they tell you, um, you know, when we do like, we'll do like these uh, work together as a group and we'll, you know, have someone have a breakthrough and they'll start crying and they tell you, do not touch them. Do not touch them. You let them cry. And then if you feel like they're really, really struggling, you come and you sit next to them and you say, I don't want to interrupt your process. I'm here. I'm here if you need anything or you slip up some tissues but you hold space for yourself mainly because mm-hmm. you don't get to interfere with their process, but also like we need support sometimes. Yeah. Because it'll come back. And that's the thing is like, people will say like, oh, I mean, dancers experience it all the time where we're moving our bodies, so we're moving mm-hmm. the energy through us and we're rehearsing and we're doing all these things and they'll feel either crazy because they're not actually like processing what's coming up or we'll be on stage. I've had so many moments as like a teenager where I'm on stage and I'll just burst into tears mm-hmm. and I I move through it and I dance through it and I feel beautiful after but during it's like what was I doing yeah like what was, what was that and you might not ever know and I mean if, if you can pinpoint what it is about yeah. that's even better yeah you know because you can actually work with it because it's for you yeah it's a gift yeah you know it's I think crazy. I thinking about that I actually have experienced that multiple times where I'm like crying on stage and then I just always put it to like oh I'm just nervous it's just the jitters like coming out but like but it doesn't feel like that in that moment it's not it's not feeling like you're you're jitters for some reason you're just crying and it's not it's not you being like overly anxious because I feel like for me that would show up as like you have a panic attack yeah (laughs) you know versus just like letting it out and crying yeah so and it also could be just because we're like kind of similar in that way it, it also could be the fact of 
being seen. Absolutely. You know, yeah. because on stage, when everybody's watching you and yeah. you've been like hiding your whole life, or you, yeah. or you're trying to like please, or you're trying to be someone else, or you're yeah. trying to, you know, um, hide yourself from certain people, and then all of a sudden, like all of these people are watching you, and yeah. even the people that you didn't want, you yeah. didn't want to see, or you didn't want. Um, them to watch you yeah. are now watching you yeah. and you're like absolutely I'm seeing yeah, I am. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am. well and there's a certain posture to dance you know it's I mean it depends on what style you're doing but um, energetically if you sit up tall and you pull your shoulders back you're yeah. exposing your heart you're, yeah your heart yeah. is exposed and, and I totally I'm so sensitive to that because whenever I'm uncomfortable I always do this but yeah. it's it's for my protection totally I'm like yeah. I'm like this or like or like you, yeah. you know like your your body postures mean so much when you're yeah. especially uh, I had an episode on confidence where we're talking about like how you have to like have your shoulders back and yeah. how you present yourself mm -hmm. because confidence is also being vulnerable yeah. and to so to have confidence and to be vulnerable, your heart has to be exposed. You have to be, a, you know, susceptible to different energy. And, but you have to be constantly, like, monitoring yourself and make, reassuring yourself and making sure that you're confident within yourself and you're okay. Yeah. And, and so it kind of strengthens you in that way because you're like, I'm accepting whatever comes to me, but at the same time, I'm not going to let it affect me. Right, right. So yeah. I accept the energy, but mm, that's yeah, fine. yeah, and it's also like this is how I feel in the moment, and I get to be almost like royal in that, you know, mm -hmm. like here I am being hurt or broken, and what a beautiful thing because nothing is permanent. This is only temporary. This is something, you know, and it's that mm -hmm. whole. Um, I had a good friend who spoke to it in this way in the winter. Right, everything's cold and dark and. We stay inside, you know, it, it forces us to look within, but also like the trees in the winter, they don't appear to be growing, but the roots are growing. The roots grow in the winter, and so they're rooting down, and it's so uncomfortable, even for a tree, you know, for plants. But what happens is it roots down even more so that we can be taller, you know, and then in the summer and the spring, that's when the leaves grow, so you've got these roots rooting down into hell, and you've got these leaves going up into heaven even further because it has to be balanced yeah there's there's no way if the roots didn't go down it would try to grow and it would fall mm -hmm. you know if there was root rot if it wasn't enough you know and that's how we are yeah. we're rooting down and even with like winter we pack on all the layers and we close our heart off but that's so we can internalize and feel where our hearts are actually at you know it's yeah. hard sometimes we have to recheck in with ourselves and it's like a hibernation hibernation stage you know like totally. i feel like winter yeah. you, you kind of come into yourself and you're like okay what really matters what what if what am i willing to even call the sideboard so cold right but like, totally. but like but like what matters in my life where do i want to go with what directional changes do i maybe need to make and then after you do that and maybe also a lot of people like to go to the gym and like get their bodies super great and then in summer then it's like oh i have new goals and i yeah. i have you know a gym body and i have um all these new eating habits and then right and you just get to explore that and free yourself in those ways yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and that's that season shift of like rooting down and then showing who you are 
and then reclusing back in and checking on your heart. That's why people hate winter. That's why there's depression in the winter, you know, and obviously the sun doesn't come out as much, but it's also like, it's for us, you know, like, I wish I would have known that, you know, it's like, no, stay home. And if you're, and like when you get injuries, you know, dancers, it happens all the time. They get injured, they can't move, they have to stay home. Guess what? You have to look at some things. You know, you get to look at some things if you choose, obviously. Yeah. You know, everything's a choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, when things like that happen, it kind of just allows you to take a break and you're like, okay, yeah, time to reevaluate. And especially like sometimes your body needed needed to break a bone, you Absolutely, know, so that yeah. you could calm down. Because I feel yeah. like injuries really happen when we're constantly going and we forget to take care of ourselves. Yeah. We're not putting ourselves first. For sure. We are opening ourselves up to more possibilities for injuries and mm -hmm. and other health issues because we didn't take care of ourselves. Absolutely, right? like, yeah. We didn't take precautions and now we're sick. We didn't take mm -hmm. precautions on like what our body needed yeah. and you were deficient in some things mm -hmm. and you broke a bone, yeah, you know? Totally. So it just really allows us time to reconnect and pause from our busy lives yeah. and just reevaluate ourselves and what we need to do yeah. personally. And kind of talking about um, certain body parts breaking and stuff like that, um, can you tell me a little bit about uh, the emotions associated with different body parts? Totally, yeah. So uh, your right side of your body is your uh, resonates most closely with your male side, and then your left side resonates most closely with your female side. So, but then your center meridian. So, like for instance, if you have like your right ankle, for instance, if you feel a pull on the right outside of your ankle, it could be and terror resides most closely in our ankles. So you could look at that and go, okay, I twisted my ankle on my right side on the outside of my ankle that's going to be male. That could be, you know, maybe I had a fight with my dad or something, you know, but if it's on the inside of my ankle, that's going to resonate most closely with the male aspect of myself and what I hold terror with. Like when I, um, when I left my religion, I kept twisting my ankle and it was always the right side. And it was to do with, you know, that male dominance of what I experienced through growing up in religion, um, you know, and then like sometimes on the outside. So, you know, so there's certain space. So it's kind of cool because it's like, you can actually look at that and say, okay, what do I fear most? Um, is it male or female? Is it me or is it somebody else maybe? And then it's like, oh, I need to relook at this relationship with what I have with, you know, the male hierarchy, mm -hmm. you know, it could be that, or like, you know, if we get pain behind our heart, mm -hmm. that could be to do with abandonment, you know, and it could be us abandoning ourselves, you know, which yeah. is usually what happens is we abandon ourselves and then everyone around us feels that that's okay to do too. And then and they, they, abandon, and then as they well. abandon us too, yeah. So you can kind of look at those things and see like, okay, this resonates here. And I like to work with things physically and emotionally. I honestly think that it's a faster way to move things. You know, it's just like moving the energy through, like, okay, this is stuck. So, you know, if I were going down the body and I could see that the heart was closed off, you know, and it was maybe in the front, maybe, maybe someone is experiencing a broken heart, you know, and like speaking to that trauma and saying, you know, this isn't moving here. Is there something that maybe you could be a little heartbroken over, you know, and then they start crying and it's like, and it's interesting because you look at the subtle energies and as they're crying and saying, well, you know, I broke my own heart because I, 
I took this career path and I've been on it and I haven't, you know, moved. and as it, as they're crying and talking about it, it starts to move, you know, and it's beautiful because it, it's, it's acknowledgement. It's being able to look at something and be honest with ourselves about it, especially if it's being caused by somebody else that we love, you know, because people, I don't know, I think our soulmates are going to hit us in those ways where we can hear it. So like, you know, and then some people that are just out to harm, you know, because there are people, I hate to say that, but there's people out there that yeah. really just like, they don't know where they're at in their lives. And it's really easy to stomp on somebody else and feel a little bit powerful. And then they, they it's like energy suck, you know, they're gonna, it's the succubus. They come through and they suck a little bit here and it could leave us injured, but until we recognize it, we can't really do anything about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes, um, I, I feel like I always struggle with different kinds of like, not heart problems, I don't want to say that, but like uh, heart energy yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> because, because a lot of the times I can feel my chest is so tight mm -hmm. and I'm like, I want to open it so bad, but it's like hurting. Like, yeah. it's like literally tight. Yeah. Like, like it, sometimes tight. it hurts to like open my shoulders and mm -hmm. open, you know, like, expose myself like it's it mm -hmm. my body almost like wouldn't allow me and this was actually pretty recent like yeah. within the I, can't, I i don't know i can't really pinpoint what was happening it could have just been me and been myself yeah, totally. but um but yeah i was like really struggling in the the sound bath the yoga uh, class that you had really helped me actually <laughs> cool. open, that, open it up because i'm like i can't Move, like, yeah, yeah, you know, and it yeah. has nothing to do with flexibility, nothing to do with no. though. You know, you you haven't been stretching. Oh, like maybe you worked out. Like, am I working out the middle of my right. chest? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like no. how do I do this? <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be a yoga move for it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So for sure. honestly, yoga is such a helpful tool for mm -hmm. me to move. You know, yeah. things through my body, Absolutely. and also. Um, you know, the kinds of music you listen to, the sound bath that you did, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah that's so cool. Well, and that's the, that's the cool, so with yoga, it's, it's very centered around expanding your spine. And so the spinal system is where energy flows. And so, I mean, just the main move, down dog, you're, and I look at it as a blessing too, because you're facing down, your hands are on the ground, your feet are on the ground, and you're extending your spine as much as possible, and you're asking the the, the stars, the heavens, to bless your spine. And so as you're doing that, you're breathing. And so what's happening is it's allowing energy to flow through, you know, and then when you add the sound to it, that's why I'm so, I'm so excited to experience that because we, I've been wanting to play sound bath for an actual yoga class. And then when my friend said, we've been doing a chakra series. So they moved through the, all the chakras. So they did seven weeks of chakras and then on the eighth week, she had me come in and I said, can I play not just at the end, I want to play while you're in the moves yeah. because so the science behind um, sound is that the bowls that they're made out of crystal quartz, which is the most powerful amplifier on the planet, but it's 432 hertz, mm -hmm. and so it actually can move energy. So I'll have someone come in for energy work, and they'll be laying on the massage table, you know, and I'll go through and I'll check where they're, you know, where they're stuck, 
and I'll try a few things and you know if they're not being very vocal stuff's not moving I take my sound bowl and I slip it right under the table and just boom and instantly you know wow. it's like it's incredible I have a friend who hates the hard shocker bowl and it's because she's had her heart broken so many times yeah. and she's like what is that one I hate that one what is it what's the impact so she gets anxiety when she hears it mm -hmm. and when she pointed it out to me we went through all of them to pinpoint the one and then when it was her heart she she like rolled her eyes and laughed and I said you know this is because you've been going through heart issues and I'm like you get to be open to this moving and I'm like are you maybe uncomfortable in your unhappiness and like she'd given up on love you know like, yeah no I, I'm not dating anymore I'm not I don't even know what I who I want to attract I, I give up I'm just gonna be the lone wolf and also that's closing yourself off and, mm -hmm. and allowing that energy to remain stagnant because you're actually not working yeah out. yeah which you know can be okay for a while until it's not yeah you know and then and, and if you're still really secretly wanting something and you're allowing yourself to bury it that's where you get to get honest yeah. with yourself you, you know? being happy single and like that being your choice mm -hmm. and you just being happy with yourself yeah but still you know having your heart open yes. is very healthy but to be like I'm I've been hurt way too many times I've been hurt so many times that actually I'm not having it I'm not going mm -hmm. to um, find love I'm not gonna look for it I'm not gonna allow anyone in me yeah. like, uh -uh, like I'm not allowing that energy yeah. to touch me no like that's when it remains stagnant totally totally and movement really is great like because if we're moving through things and i mean i almost think that it's a little better to move too much than it is to move too little yeah because you know i mean people who move too much they start to feel a little crazy like oh, i'm feeling all these things that i don't well then it's like okay we'll reel it in and sit with that first the first emotion that you feel while you're moving grab it and then look at it and see what you can do with it. So I teach this like meditative movement class. I don't know if you've ever done yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have. But it's it's kind of movement with the meditation, but it's also like with music and then I give prompts. And it's interesting what people come up with because it's like, you know, you're gonna have this memory that is like waiting in the vault of your energetic system, waiting for you when you're ready, you know? And when you, you choose in to a class like that or a moment like that, Pretty sure enough, that memory is right there, mm -hmm. you know, and it's asking you, please take a look at me. You know, you can't move forward unless you get to like actually reconcile what you've gone through, and then you know, you you could have something brilliant waiting for you. And the alignment, sometimes we miss the boat, you yeah. know. Like I believe in that. Like people will say, like, no, it is what it is. Yes, but there is some divine timing that's rooting for us, you know, like. Sometimes we sit with stuff for too long, and sometimes we need to sit with it for that long. Yeah. Whereas a society, we process things faster now, and sometimes we don't sit with it long enough. You know, like it's like okay, everything's instant. Like if you have a business idea, you could write it down. You could go have a corporation starting to be drawn up tomorrow. You could have a website within a few yeah. days. Instant. You know, instant gratification. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Dopamine hit. Dopamine hit. Dopamine hit. <laughs> swipe, 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 and it's like. But that's not how our bodies actually work, you know, and our emotions are held by our body. You yeah. know, it's the capsule. So Yeah. Yeah. I um I had a coworker where uh told me that this story that her shoulder, one of her shoulders would not move. Mm -hmm. She went to the doctor, she went to the 
um, physical therapists, they're like, we haven't seen this. Like, we don't know why your shoulder isn't moving. Yeah. Like, it was just stuck. Yeah. She just couldn't move it. And she had gone through some really traumatic things. And so uh, she said that it wasn't until she started going to therapy and actually processing her emotions. She, like, couldn't believe that her shoulder was actually allowing yes. slow slow movement in until she got the full range back but totally. it but it wasn't by going to any sort of like healthcare professional it was yeah. literally the fact that she needed to process it because her body was holding that emotion yep. in her shoulder oh absolutely yeah i've had clients where um one girl was going in for a consultation for surgery and she's like i think you need to come clear my house like there's some energy in here i don't know i don't know she, and she's like brilliant therapist like her clients i mean they've been with her for years she's brilliant and so i go in her house and it was interesting because the energy felt okay and so we got into her healing room and then even like when i was cleansing the candle kept blowing itself out and it was this weird like it was almost like we're going to be comfortable in our uncomfortable space like no we're we've set up shop here and like and so anyways we took a look at it, we cleansed the space, and then I cleansed her, and we got to that one. And I didn't know she had issues. I think it was like yeah. her wrist or something. And I could you not, like, I'm driving from her house, and my phone lights up, and she's like, the pain is gone. We've had clients that just boom, instant, you know, same wow. like a girl with her back, you know. It's like, I feel I've had this pain. I can't move my arm properly. And once you pinpoint it, it's instant, you know. But it's also like re-moving back into your space, you know. It's almost like getting rid of something um, or asking it to leave if it, you know, if it's an attack of some sort, you know, if, you know, it could, and it could be from a relationship from, you know, anything really. I mean, it's interesting. We don't know how many haters we have. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's a good thing. Like if you have people that are like, I call them super fans, you know, if they're looking you up and they're sending you hate and they're, the only reason they follow you is so they can be like, oh, yeah. what these things now. Like keep an eye out on you. Mm -hmm. That can cause issues, you know, and, and sometimes we're not aware of it, you know, and that's where you get a little deeper into the work, but mainly, you know, if you have your boundaries up, you should be good. Yeah. But yeah, it's incredible how much it moves, you yeah. know, but just the amount of people that just shake or fall their eyes out on the table and it's like, no, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no. No, like, do not be yeah. sorry. I am happy to witness you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, please let it out. Yeah, you have to have a safe space for this. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like let it out. Don't hold that in you. Yeah, it's not absolutely. Healthy. Like you should be crying. You should. Yes. Be yeah. Yeah. This is a gift. Yeah. This is a gift. Take it. Yeah. It's a tool. Take it. And and I think like anyone can witness. Like they always feel better after you cry. You know, yeah. you're not you're not like. I mean, you might feel tired, right? Like it could be. Could feel worse in that mm -hmm. kind of way but you're not like oh my gosh like yeah. like that was that was horrible now i feel even worse than i did before i was crying because <laughs> if you truly like were crying you let it all out yeah and you got everything out that you needed to and you just balls your eyes out like yeah nine times nine times out of ten you're like great you're like wow like yeah i released that emotion i'm feeling so yeah. good like i because i think we really hold a lot of things inside of ourselves and sometimes we don't know how to deal with it or how to release it and yeah. so really the only way that we're able to release it is through crying which yeah. also is very healthy yeah. and also if you don't have you know 
if you don't know of any other ways to work through that, yeah. then crying is such a natural, yeah. healthy way of releasing those emotions. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah, how many people do you know that like go through a trauma and they cannot cry? And it's because it hits them so deep, you know? And sometimes there's that space of like, it's a disassociation, it's a, I'm not gonna look at it, it's like, I'm gonna, you know, this I wasn't ready for this. And eventually it'll catch up. You know, it'll store and it'll catch up, but it'll store in the body, you know, it's, and it's hard. You know, being a human is hard. Yeah. We, you know, we weren't supposed to be here in a padded, white, beautiful room with no choices and no, you know, there's no complexity. We want to kill ourselves yeah. because it would be so boring. You know, it's it's the ups and downs that create us, create who we are. Yeah. You know, we all have our choices. That's, that's what levels the playing field. You know, you could be someone making all this money and like seemingly happy, but maybe you don't ever look at like those things, you know, like if your kid is asking for your attention, you see something in your kid that maybe you have going on with yourself and then you push that kid aside, that is something right there, yeah. you know, like we, you know, and humans are complex. So complex. So complex. I mean, thank God, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Us are not all super boring. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, and and like you said, um, it's all about the ups and downs, and um, it doesn't matter how good of a situation you have, like financially or with money or you know, if if you're not taking care of your emotions, like you're not going to be happy. No, you can't keep running from your emotions. And success is means nothing um, if you haven't succeeded to yourself with your emotions. Yeah, in the fact of just who you are. Yeah, and su success is fleeting. You know, we, you could feel successful in this era of your life, in this chapter. And then have something come crashing down mm -hmm. where you feel like a complete failure, you know? And it's, I mean, it's it's definitely something that balances through. Like, um, I, I have a friend who, we actually met in a juice shop and we just, we just went like straight into like the heaviest conversation when we first met. And he was like, you know, I used to be homeless. Like, uh, he's like, uh, I think it was like a month ago. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, he's like, and, and I said, well, how is everything going now? And I said, because you've experienced hell in, in, a, in a way that a lot of people don't get to experience yeah. it. And he was like, this is my level out. And I thought it was so cool because I was like, no, that's the thing is like, your body, we weren't built for happiness, which shatters some people's reality, you know. Um, the All the Love and Biters hate that. But it's like, no, we were not built for happiness. We were built for survival. Like at every point, our system is trying to level ourselves out, you know, yeah. so him, well, yeah. Well, we were built for survival. And the thing is, in order for us to um, like surpass that, that's an, an active, um, conscious thought that we have to create for ourselves so yeah. that we can find happiness, so that we can push ourselves. Yeah. Because you're right, naturally, our our bodies want the easiest way out yep. they want safety they want like bare minimum yep. and for us to surpass that right even starting a business it's like uh, it's you know we weren't built for starting businesses going out of our comfort zone because that's out of your comfort zone yeah. that's not that's a risk yeah anything that 
that is a risk we weren't yeah. built for. No. And so that's an active choice. That's something we have to actively create. We have to create our happiness. We have to look for things that make yeah. us happy and, and actively create the lives that we want because at the end of the day, you're right, like we we weren't that's not how our bodies and brains are wired. Yeah. And there's ways that we can rewire our brains and yeah. rewire our bodies for joy and receiving those things and having the lifestyle that we want, but at the end of the day, that's not what we were wired to do. Totally. I always look at it as like, okay, love and light, I'm gonna choose happiness, I'm gonna be positive today. But in reality, what is actually happening? And that reality part is big, you know, because it's like, um, you know, I have some friends that are just like, they're always happy, they're always like, oh yeah, that works, cool, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, no, what do you actually want? Like, really? And like, you know, and, and you see them plateau, you know, and it's not a judgment. It's like, yeah. I've been there too. Like, yeah. I did the love and lighter stuff, like, yeah. big time. Like, it helped me through my divorce, you know, to be like, I'm going to be positive today. I'm going to choose happiness. But it was also like, at the end of the day, and that got me through my day. But at the end of the day, I tell you what, I was in my closet with the door shut with one song on repeat, crying my damn eyes out for two hours. Mm -hmm. And you know, my dog's nose is at the door thinking I'm dying, you know, mm -hmm. and just crying, you know, and like thinking I'm crazy the whole time I'm doing it. And then coming out and going, well, okay, brush it off, take a shower, we're good. Yeah. You know, and then the next day you wake up, yes, there could be some sadness coming through. I'm gonna love and light this shit. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna do, you know, I'm gonna keep yeah. my sunglasses on yeah. until my, you know, until my car key hits uh -huh. the door. And then when I'm by myself, I'm gonna cry all the way yeah. home. That's a balance, you know, and that's that's reality. Yeah. You know? We can't just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's not it's fine. fine. It's not always gonna be good all the time. No, and it's okay to be in that space. I think like we are so into like being human that we forget to be human. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we have this, you know, and I think there's a lot of factors in society that push on that, but it's like, no, we have a right to be sad. We have a, you know, we can be in this space. We don't have to pull out exactly. Like there's this, um, I call it the, it's the fringe on the pillow. You've got this like amazing pillow with all the fluff and then you've got the fringe around the side. Once the mystery's gone and the fluff and we figured out what's making us unhappy or what we can change, we once the mystery's gone, we abandon ourselves sometimes and we don't finish it out. Mm -hmm. You know, we have these residual things that come through and, and they're gonna collect. It's the fringe, you know, and it's like, no, we get to actually like process all of that and be very thorough. And it could take years, you know. Yeah. And we you know, and that's the other thing, like we have this like, you know, I've always had this weird concept with time. You know, where I'm like, I can I can sit and really focus in and slow things down. And I can also let go and have 10 years pass and not even realize it. You know, and it's like, but it's, at the end of the day, it goes back to our choices. It goes back to what how we want to feel, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's okay to feel crappy. Like, that's yeah. the thing is like, growing up, no, if you feel bad, you're doing something wrong. You're making bad decisions. It's like, no, and what is good and what is bad? Because I could think something is terrible while someone next to me who has a different upbringing could think that terrible thing is a one-up for them. Yeah. That could be a flex for them. Yeah. You that know? could be like, they actually did something good. Literally, <laughs> you know. And, uh -huh. and you can't judge that. Yeah. yeah. There's, it's subjective. It totally is. There's no black and white of what's good and what's bad. And yeah. what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed mm -hmm. to do. Right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're all just here making choices. Yeah. We're just making yeah. different kinds of choices. Yeah. 
choices. And, yeah, totally. And that's where I say, like, um, if you find yourself at a, at some point taking away someone else's choice, that's when you know you've overstepped because that is the one thing we have. You know, you can feel however you do. I mean, we've had situations, I've had situations that come up where, you know, people will tell me, like, what you did was wrong. And I'm like, you don't know where I'm at. You know, you don't know. And then, you know, and then a little time passes and they look back at that and they go, oh my gosh, I understand why you did that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, well, yeah, but it also is not yours to understand either. You know, and yeah. that's where it's like, maybe don't judge me and maybe I won't judge me either to attract that judgment. Yeah. But it's like, you know, we get to be where we're at, you know, and, and, and maybe we are supposed to level up and maybe we're supposed to sit there for a while. I know many people, they're not ready to level it up. They get, uh, we have, it's almost like we have this relationship um, and it becomes a toxic relationship eventually, but we have this um, interesting relationship with being comfortable with our pain. You know, it's like I felt this pain for so long. Every time I step out of my comfort zone, something happens. So yeah. I'm just going to settle here. It's like you don't want to, you're afraid to leave your pain. You don't want to yeah. leave it, which is so weird because you don't want the pain, but you also are scared of the unexpected. Yes. So yeah. you're like, well, I mean, worst case scenario, I just keep dealing with this pain, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, no, like, no. you don't know what's on the other yeah. side. You don't know how good it actually can be. Totally. It's like um, taking the same dance with someone and they step on your toes. And you know when they're going to step on your toes. You know how to, like, ice your feet after. But it's more, it's easier to be comfortable and knowing that they're going to hurt you versus go out to this mystery of the unknown. You know, because sometimes that is scary. I mean, I think that's one thing. I mean, even for me, like, I think we're scared of our own power a lot of times because we don't give ourselves credit for what we really are. You know, it's that um, I used to get this image in meditation and it was this, like, woman. And she was so far away. And she was all dressed in these, like, white robes. And she looked like me. And she had my hair, my eyes, my energy. And she was so far away, and I would meditate, and she would get closer and closer. And when I realized she was closer to where I could actually see her, I realized it was me. You know, it was me the whole time. You know, but I was like, she, my higher self, or whatever you want to call that, my, the goal of who I, whatever I'm supposed to become, was not even comfortable. I couldn't even look at her, you know, because it scared me. Because yeah. she was, it, it was too much. She was so powerful and so beautiful, but it's like, no, you actually get to embrace this. Like, yeah. this is why we're here. Exactly. You, know? you can step into your power. Yeah. So many things, you know, genetically modified foods, water with all sorts of crap in it, mm -hmm. it slows down our vibrations. You know, all the entertainment, if you look at entertainment industry, it's interesting because it, yeah, it could spark some things, but ultimately they're trying to make a buck. Yeah. So if you fall into a pattern of like being a little bit zombie with your life, because you're expecting it to be this sort of way, and it's easy to fall into that, mm -hmm. then they make money easier, but at what cost? Yeah. And they're not thinking about that. Yeah. You know, you get to break out of, it's almost like a spell. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you know, the everything, you know, you look at like, even what food can do, you know, just eating clean, yeah. just eating whole foods. Yeah. It changes everything. Clears up your, like, <laughs> yeah. your, your mental processing, mm -hmm. your body physically, 
gets rid of bloating and yeah. people people have problems with their joints and mm -hmm. inflammation and all of that and then you go on an inflammatory diet and you're, you're not eating like gluten and dairy and all of these things that are so normal in our society now and you take all of that crap out and you're eating vegetables and um fruits with like minimal protein just to kind of like help your your system yeah. um recover and then all of a sudden like your joint pain goes away. Totally. Oh, totally. totally. <laughs> I, did, uh, I did raw for 30 days. Oh my gosh. Like game changer. Like I'll have to get into it again. But it, you have this moment where you're like, I feel alive. And it's because you're eating live food. You're not yeah. eating dead yeah. things. You're like, yeah. yeah. I had a, a therapist tell me that I think um, – I might be wrong, so if she hears this, don't get mad at me. <laughs> but I, it was something like um, to eat like eighty or ninety percent live food, whether that's like yeah. fruits, vegetables, stuff like that, and then the 20 percent, whatever. Um, still eat nutritional things, but um, it can be something that's like a starch or like uh, not technically alive, like. Yeah, a baked potato right, or like yeah. something mm -hmm. something that's you know like cooked um and could be like fish or something you know that's dead but have most of your diet be active yeah. living living yeah totally it's a game changer for sure yeah, yeah. and it helps with your vibration you're you're eating Bro. high quality yeah. ingredients and whatever you're putting into your body is is going to be your output and your energy oh, sure. and what you're giving off mm -hmm. so if you're not eating good things inside if you're not putting good things inside of your body like your output's not going to be very good either for sure and there's also a balance out like i got so into juicing at one point that i was getting headaches and I was feeling very like flighty mm -hmm. and uh, my friend was like hey what, what's your diet like and I told him and he was like you know you need some grounders in there and so it's like potatoes they grow underneath the ground that's a grounder like there's just so many yeah. things you can do yeah. like so many beautiful things you can do yeah uh, to shift your energy for sure cool. yeah, that's um, um, okay so I would say um, to kind of wrap everything up what are some key things we can do to protect ourselves and our energy so good um i think boundaries i know that's such a generic it feels like a generic answer but man boundaries are a big deal you know mm -hmm. knowing what you can handle mm -hmm. and um you know trying to give your people the respect of allowing them to go through what they need to go through and asking for the same for yourself you yeah know? it's like hey i'm going through this thing i just need to know that if I need to chop it up, like I, I was going through some big stuff. I've been going through some big stuff and one of my friends called me and he said, I'm not here to give you advice, I'm here to listen. And it was beautiful because I was like, that's what I needed. He's like, you don't need my advice, you know what you're doing. And I'm like, exactly. And I feel like we all kind of are in that space. Yeah. We can soul search in a certain way. Like, yeah, we can give each other tools and stuff, but it's, you know, it, and it's knowing like, when to back off, it's that energy, it's the stretching rule. It's do I back off, do I push, or do I stay where I'm at? But it's also like this clear cut boundary, like I will not cross here, you know, like, um, I don't even know like a good way to put it, but it's like, say, um, say you notice that a certain friend is going through it and you're, you know, you want to kind of be that empath because you love them so much and you're so, you so want to see them succeed when you start to fill that pool, if you're an empath, it's gonna mess with you. 
So like reclusing back in and saying, wait a minute, withdraw my energy. Um, I'm going to be here for you. But, and, and you know, saying like, can you only, only call me before five? Something like that is very mm -hmm. simple, you know? And also, I mean, I like to think too, like we have these plugs coming from us. Everything that we're plugged into is, is draining our energy ultimately. Um, so one thing I like to do, um, I think I learned this, I don't know where I learned this. I could have learned it from my energy teacher, um, Jan Cindy's, but I also could have learned it from, um, there's a medical intuitive, I love listening to her stuff, um, Carolyn Mace, but um, they talk about laying in your bed at the end of the night and withdrawing, and <laughs> drawing in, <laughs> and basically like unplugging everything and putting it back into yourself, you know, and that's a good practice to do, but yeah, and then and listening to yourself, listening yeah. to your energy, being honest with your energy, being honest with people, and that's the thing is like when we start being honest with people, they will be honest back. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm just gonna be fully transparent with you. This is how I feel right now. I don't know if that's validated, and I hope it doesn't make you feel a certain way because I don't mean for it to. But I have to protect my energy, and this is how much I can give you, and that's it. Yeah. You know? And so. boundaries are really about protecting yourself. It has nothing to do with the other person necessarily unless you know there's something that you don't want in your life but at the end of the day that comes back to you not wanting that in your life Absolutely. so it's not about the other person and i think people who aren't used to setting boundaries or don't know what boundaries are which totally used to be me because i wasn't raised with any boundaries oh yeah my mom or my yeah. i was raised with none yeah and so i didn't even know what that was with the concept of like no was or the concept or the concept of like of like I'm actually not okay with this, um, or or the concept of like just this doesn't work for me. What about yes, this? Like, there's another option. You know, there's another option. Like I'm I'm not okay with this happening, but like you know I can. This is what I can give you, yeah. and that's all about what what boundaries are about. It's yeah. about what you're able to give of yourself and what you're able to accept, and it has nothing to do with the other person. However, some people may think that when you set a boundary with them, it's an offense to them. It's, totally. oh, you don't want me, or I'm a bad mother, yeah. or yeah. I'm I'm this, you know? And it's, no, it's nothing to do with you. It's nothing yeah. to do with yeah. how I feel about you. Totally. It's everything to do with, I'm not accepting this in my life right now. Yeah. I'm not okay with this happening yeah. right now. Yeah. It has everything to do with me personally, not them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's the best way to do it. And being honest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and definitely the more upfront, honest you are mm -hmm. with people, um, that kind of gives them the leeway to be honest back. Yeah. Because yeah. you set the tone, so mm -hmm. they're like, okay, like yeah. I can be honest. Yeah, with I can be yeah. honest with that one. Yeah. They're honest with me. Okay, great. Like yeah. I can just yeah. put it out. And there. that brings respect. It brings love. It, yeah. It it brings it deeper connection as well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well thank I'm you. I'm so happy to be part of this with you. And um, where can we find you on social media? Um, Smash Lee Bulos with two E's. Um, v is in Victor, I-L-O-S. Um, yeah, just find me on there. I do all sorts of things. I'm a jack of many trades. Okay, but, awesome. Um, and then if you want to find the podcast, remember to go to at Put Me On Speaker Pod on Instagram. You can also find me at ellen.percy. Um, and Either you're listening to this on Spotify music or um, one of my new things that just came out, 
I am streaming now on Apple Podcasts. So if you that's an easier app for you, go stream it on there. Uh to YouTube. So Yay. we'll get this party started. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Monday.